Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. It just seems there's no question there's a higher power. There's some, I mean, we've talked about it a lot these last couple of days you've been here visiting, you know, how things just seem to line up sometimes uh, and you don't think about it till later and you say, hey, that was kind of interesting. I got, I got this nagging suspicion that I needed to call this person and you call them and, oh, shoot, they're just in the middle of whatever's happening, happening, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I know I probably don't want to talk about it now because Liz will probably start crying, but, you know, maybe this was the right time for you to be here as we're, you know, Oliver's, uh, Oliver, one of our bulldogs is, you know, got probably a week or two to live maybe. Um, and, uh, you being here, maybe that's, I believe that's, you know, God putting you guys here in a time of our need. Um, there's too many coincidences like that to, for anybody to believe there's not a higher power. It's, it's, you're right. I mean, like it blows my mind how many things happen that, you know, you being my command team. <laughs> well, you're a team. I mean, because like when I, when I approached the idea of being a chaplain, I was your chaplain. And you talk about loss. It's personal with our dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, dog is God spelled backwards. And that little guy right there. Who's got the cutest little butt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's not a service dog, but he's cared for me. You know, and, and your sense dogs it. have cared for y'all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you said before we started this thing, I said, well, you can have Doc on your lap because yeah. you know, this is can be a little bit a stressful yeah. thing. You know, yeah. like I'm, you're talking with a guy that knows more than we should ever know about each other. Yeah, and and I know more about because we had total confidentiality and people told me things and mm-hmm. and then we're online and I'm not really I've never shared any of that stuff. You know, like I never will. I, I will die before I do. Mm-hmm. And I freak out. I have panic attacks. I get scared. And you said I'd love to have Oliver. On my lap. Yeah. But he only weighs 200 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's a big old dog. He's a beautiful bulldog. He's mm-hmm. like one of the most beautiful dogs in the world. And, and so Doc is pulling in a substitute move. <laughs> and, um, and doing a great job. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I didn't think you'd bring that up. Um, When you think about loss, you know, one of the reasons we started doing this is because there's so much loss. 22 a day. Mm-hmm. We've lost. We didn't have, you know, I was out somewhere and one of the one of the people I was talking to, and I, we haven't even done a vet church interview with this person. I can't remember who it was, but I, I remember it was before I started doing the interviews. He looked at me and said, Chaplain, you realize that when we went to Afghanistan together, nobody in the BSB died 
was like, he's like, it's because of the prayer and stuff and the fact that there was this commander who had these rules and he went ape shit when people broke one of them. <laughs> and, and that's being very kind, even though I use that crazy word. Um, you were, when, when somebody would do wrong, you, you'd flip out. Little things. Like, I wanted to wear my glasses on a little rope around my neck. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, come like, on. I, like, I never yeah. got that. Maybe not having a notebook in the commander's update meeting was uh, one. I was writing on my styrofoam cup. <laughs> After I uh, wondered where your notebook was. That's when Geronimo had to go get me one. I was like, Geronimo, give him a notebook, and you will have it at every meeting. I drew a lot of cool pictures after that. But, but like, you, you know, you, um, I, I, I love the way that this guy looked at you and was like, this is a leader that cared. I had other leaders that didn't care, and we lost people. And it, it's not you that save people. No, no. And it wasn't the no. rules that save people. That was all God, I, I think. I, I mean, like, somebody may be like, well, oh, but I think God has this idea. Like, the idea of God, the way I see God, is neither male nor female, but God is a spirit, and everybody from the time you're born has a time to go. It just wasn't anybody's time at that time, you know? Like, but since we've come back, we've lost people. You know, you... And, and as, as time goes on, more of us are going. Here he is. Cake, you got him in here? Probably not to books and stuff. Get Ollie in the... Hey, buddy. <laughs> Ollie's joined us. <sighs> You're a great dog, yeah, buddy. Um, and, and it was because of that loss that you got me out here talking to people like you didn't want to do this interview no you told me that and, and I thought I like I really thought you were joking I said no I'm serious. I said do you are you really like you just you're like no I don't want to get on that camera <laughs> it's not rehearsed we're not well, there's no agenda you're not even going to tell me what you're going to talk about that's like well we have unspoken off limits and you're like yeah that should be you know without saying yeah <laughs> like, but it, it was um it is weird, but you're here because you care about people, and you realize that all the stuff that you go through, the loss that you guys will experience mm -hmm. with this guy, and the our all of our lives. It's not gonna fit in that bed. <laughs> he's trying to get in this one. <laughs> Doc's bed. Right now. You can't see it, but he's getting in. <laughs> so, I, as we as we go through loss, what do we do? I think what we have to do is continue to love one another. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're on here because I was like, hey, if you'll get on there, if you really believe in this vet church thing and you believe in this idea of that our stories are sacred, because what vet church is about this story, you know, and when I do Sundays, when I do the break the bread and the wine, that's what I did on the, before people went outside the wire. Mm -hmm. I, I would do the same thing only a little bit backwards. And if, I would say for those of you who are Christians, I'll do communion off to the side. And um, it's just so much of this started with you. And I told you, I like how I've had a Marine Colonel on, but how am I going to get anybody in the Army on if you don't come on? And you were like, ah. 
like, like I'm dragging not, you. <laughs> yeah, I was not looking forward to it, but. Well, I, I think it's important that you did it, mm-hmm. and Liz, I think it's important, and and I want to ask you something. Sure. Okay. Ask away. I may not answer, but ask anyways. Oh, I know. So. <laughs> I'm missing a few. Very few people see what a commander's wife goes through. Now, Kate's seen it sitting over there. Is there anything you'd like to say about that without me asking anything directly? That's tough. That's tough. Um, I'm very thankful for Kate, for Brenda, for Vicki, for Teresa. They were critical in keeping me sane. And my sister, who was my roommate, while he was gone for a year. I still ended up with shingles. I lost a whole bunch of weight. That was part of the process. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one um, video phone call we had. I said He didn't say, hey, babe, how are you doing? Oh, my God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, dad, her eyes were you all look, You look at her, actually, like, I'm going, well, thanks. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> I was worried. But anyways, it, 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 it's tough. It's tough, but, you know, you don't do it for you. And I certainly, I did it to help him and help all those families that the only way they understand what's going on is communication and understanding that, and, that and these groups are here to help them, even though you have crazy people. What groups? Uh, the FRG Family Readiness Group. Family Readiness Group. And you were the head of the Family Readiness Group. I didn't know what I was getting into. Let's start with that. <laughs> but I wanted to help. I wanted to help. I wanted to make sure that everybody had the information they needed, had information, period, so they knew where to go, how things were going to work. Um, because in a time when their significant others, oftentimes their key family member is gone for a year, they have no idea what they're going to do. And in a BSB, it's male and, and female. female. Yes. There's spouses that are males behind, like one of mm-hmm. our, one of my best friends in the world is Eric. A, he was a awesome. Military spouse. Mm-hmm. And if you're the FRG leader, so you got to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. What about grandparents? Did they call up? Uh, they could. I mean, families could call and find out information as much information as you could give them, or that you even knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. You went to all the. Did you go to all the? Memorial ceremonies and stuff? I, I went to, to quite a few. I did some volunteer for the other. We were very lucky. The only instance that I ever had to convey any communication that was scary of any sort was when you guys first left there and there was two soldiers that were injured but were okay. And one of my responsibilities was to call the family and let them know that he was okay. And this was this is how all this communication streamed and worked, and that was a holy shit moment for me after I got done with those conversations. And Sergeant I say, Shield and Torian. Yeah, and I said, I pray to God this is not a frequent event because shortly after Never that, happened again. no, we were extremely lucky. Yeah, well, and that is a, that is a testament to the leaders and the NCOs and the battalion because. The scariest part was those guys came in on their ad, the Advon to do the left seat, right seat with the other transportation company we were replacing. 
And so their first convoy they're out on, they get hit. Um, Sergeant Shields gets injured enough, he's got to go back home. And uh, Sergeant Torres gets hurt enough, but he's, he stays. Um, but um, that in combination with what happened at Why Not, just as our Advon was getting on ground, just as this, our leadership was getting on ground, and, and uh, that first morning we were at Bagram getting ready to go down to, to Fenty is when they had the ramp ceremonies for the, those nine guys from 173rd there at from Why Not. And that was uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I use the word sobering. Yeah, sobering um, event for all of us leaders as we stood there out on the, the tarmac watching the ramp ceremony, uh, getting ready to head down uh, for our first day in Fenty. And then that first or second night in Fenty was when um, that convoy got hit. And uh, my stomach was just completely turned upside down as I sat and listened and we saw the UAV feeds of that going on and I couldn't be out there to help our NCOs. Uh, but luckily, um, they're all fine. And in hindsight being 2020, I think that event and that ramp ceremony really focused our leadership to uh, make sure the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed every time we headed outside the wire. Um, so, yes, there was some intervention from God, but I also think those NCOs and, and, and leaders um, just did an outstanding job um, and never let their guard down because they saw how that letting your guard down or, or thinking your mission's over with before it's over with, can, bad things can happen. And that's what happened in both of those instances that we got to see up close and personal. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty rough first week. And I, uh, like I said, I did not know was, what I was, was getting into. I, I was going, and I did a lot of praying. I was and going. I said, this oh is going to be the longest. I hope this is not a frequent event. Yeah, I, this is going to be the longest year uh, ever. But our guys, we were very our lucky. guys did it. So, um, usually what we do is we talk about a lot more about how you live after the military. But you've mm -hmm. only been out a year and a couple of mm -hmm. days, so we've talked a little bit about the military. Mm -hmm. and, and now we're talking about kind of like this spouse thing a little bit, you know. I get a call from, I think Geronimo got a hold of Blankenship. My chaplain assistant, Blankenship, came and got me. He's like, hey, Colonel wants you. So I got called up to your office, and I walk into your office. And, and um, there's Kate on the computer screen. And it was probably one of the worst moments I'd had in about a month. And it's something called a VTC. What, what's that stand for? 
video teleconference. So just like Facebook Live, there's Kate. And like, and you're standing there, and a bunch of other people are standing there, and people are standing there with you. Because <laughs> you, you guys, you guys had coordinated all that. Yeah, we were uh, doing the VTCs. The, the That's what you guys VTCs, were doing. Yeah. I didn't know this was coming on. You might have, somebody might have told me it was coming on, but man, I had other things to do, you know. So like, I wasn't paying attention to that. It's not, and I wasn't going to go to it either. And then all of a sudden, there's Kate. And he, that was probably the worst moment of the beginning of, of a lot of bad moments sometimes. Um, but for me personally, it was horrible. Cause like, I, I wasn't prepared to, to think about the fact that like, here I am in this crap and Kate's over there and I hadn't seen her and I wasn't calling every, you know, I'd call once or twice a, you know, every other week or that something. That was your worst moment? It was horrible because all of a sudden, like, I was in this mode of like, I'm doing this job and I'm going to get through this year. And then there's Kate and I was like, what the hell have I done with my life? I could die out here. And I'm facing that every single day because although I'm not carrying a weapon, all these people around me are carrying weapons and they're telling me how dangerous things are. And they're telling me about them shooting at other people. And I'm sitting there listening to, you know, like, and I talk with these soldiers who were in these fights. Mm -hmm. And it was scary. Like, he's no joke. Like, war is not some freaking movie where they go, cut, let's take a water break. Mm. <laughs> How's that go again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, we, we talked about a couple of movies this afternoon where they're doing mm -hmm. great jobs. They're making these movies that feel realistic. Mm -hmm. But what they don't show is they don't show how it smells. They don't show the heat. The stench, how you can never ever get clean. Like for a year, your clothes stink. Mm -hmm. You never sleep in a nice bed. Even in the middle of the night, things go off and you're up like, holy shit. And there's Kate back in America and I'm here. And like, and I thought to myself, what have I done? What have I done to my wife? My most prized relationship. And, and Kate's sitting there, and I mean, I'm a, I was crying. Well, I was trying not to because you guys were standing there, you know? But like, everybody's like watered up, and you're like, oh, I'm not crying. <laughs> like, I need a minute. Everybody clear the room. Oh, I've got to leave. <laughs> like, but that was tough. That was tough what you guys were doing. Because you were just saying it's for everybody, right? Anybody can come uh -huh. to those VTCs. Yeah, so you scheduled times for yep, people to come in. You can sign up to yep. do them. I think as the deployment, if I remember correctly now, don't quote me because it's been a while, um, they, there was less and less people on there because I, also there was now apps yeah, that one, they can... Once the MWR... Uh, so they didn't have to only rely on the VTCs. Tent started coming up, they could video, video conference, conference from there. Yeah, and they could face the yeah. message, instant yeah. messages, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, as hard as it was for you... I think it's harder for those that are behind imagining any and every worst possible scenario that's going on that could happen to them. Oh, I'm 100% sure because um, we're focused on you're doing our job, doing busy. our mission, 
you're in back your home case, you're taking care of your soldiers, and you probably don't get much sleep. You probably don't get much time, downtime. About four hours a night is what I was oh getting. God, how do you function? And never the same four hours either. You know, like one night it was right before the morning, and then the next night it was like early in the evening, and I was up the rest of the night. The worst, the worst parts of those days for me was at night, and that's when I, the only time I ever had time to write my daily letter to Brad, and they were pretty freaking depressing. <laughs> at one point, Brad's like, what are you sending me? This is pretty depressing. I'm going, this is the only time I get to write stuff, so let me do it in the morning now. Maybe I'll be a little cheerier. Well, you know, Kate's walking the dog for a minute, but it, it was really hard. I mean, it's, it's, she told me Kate's never watched the news since then. So for, since 2009, Kate doesn't watch any news. Because the news will say things that ain't true mm-hmm. about loss and pain and suffering. And so Kate doesn't watch the news. And people would call you guys up and say, hey, this is happening. And you're like, I know for a fact it's not happening. So there's, it's like false, like it's, it's all, what do they call it? It's the fake news now? Yeah, fake news. <laughs> so it's like fake news was going on for, it's been going on. For a long time. Or, I mean, people, people say, I mean, the rumors just go crazy. What do you do with that? People are coming home, they're making the deployment two years now instead of 12 months. And, it, like, I didn't, you know, sitting and talking with Kate made me realize how crazy being back in your shoes was. You know, I, I told you like, the other day, I was like, hey, in one sense, I really want to talk to Brad. But the commander's wife, what you went through, like, there's... I, you, and, you know, I did a lot, but I don't think I did half as much as the company commanders, wives, the FRG leaders in the company levels. They got to deal with a lot of crap, and I hope that I was helpful to them in providing them the support they needed to handle their specific situations. I know of several of them that they had some very interesting scenarios to deal with on a constant basis. And it wasn't anything they could do about, but, you know, just hearing some of these spouses, you know, letting them vent. It's life. It's what's going on. So, I mean, I hope that I did the right thing. That year is blur. I I kid you not. There was just so much so much of so much going on so yeah well you, you talk about like the downtime not being able to, or you guys had tons of time to sleep and we didn't i remember one time you came to me and were like chaplain was the last time you slept and i didn't remember and you the doc was in the room and you said i think it's doc morales and, said, and you said uh can you give him some ambient to make him sleep <laughs> and and like and and you told me to go get some ambient. i was like i don't have time for that like I had my, I had my schedule, you know. Like I had to, I had to go do this and this and this because I otherwise I wasn't going to see people. Of course, you did things too. You said like all these contractors out here, who's their chaplain? I don't know. I said exactly, it's you. <laughs> You're like get your ass out there and go see them. And it, it was a lot. I mean, there was a, you know, there's it's almost like too much, you know, because there's stuff happening when you go to war. There's not a break it, you know. All right, five o'clock, everybody. We're all having beer. And, and by the way, there's no beer. And like so. Now let's go over the special forces compound. Well, you know, special forces. <laughs> no. 
total joke, of course. Ha, ha, ha. That's very genuine. Yeah, you know. When I saw the beard, I was like, what, you get back in and join the special forces? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, let me think here. If we talk about inspiring people to keep digging, to keep rowing, to keep reaching further, to keep going harder after their goals. Like, you, Liz, you said something today. You have to have goals. You have to look at your financials. You have to think realistically about your future. You remember saying all that? Yeah, I do. Sorry. <laughs> no, is that too harsh? It's not sorry. It's the it's right thing to do. Is. I mean, like, you know, we're doing it. We're doing this not so we can sit and glorify our lives. Because as we do more and more of these, we're going to find out that thousands of other people have the same fears, the same problems, the same anxiety messes up they looked at the whole war thing the same way and one of the things we want people to look at the same way because it's contagious is hope and i think you're an accountant right something like that um i have well i am an accountant because i have a master's in accounting but i have other degrees i'm not going to get into that so let's just leave it at that you're okay. a financial analyst so you're really good with financials kind of so so tell, I mean, like, shouldn't we all be thinking about our money? Isn't it a good... Oh, you want me to get started on Just, that? yeah, say a little well, something. Like, come on, encourage us. It, Get no, us, it's, inspire it's, us. So this should inspire you. Perhaps in not a very po positive fashion. We need to be realistic about our retirements and our expectation of what our government can do versus what we expect them to do and what, when we hit, 65 for those that aren't there realistically are we going to have social security i personally don't believe that to be the case based on how things are today that's neither here nor there you should as a, an individual always aspire to plan for yourself and not um depend on say the government well example. you need a plan for the way of life you would like you to have after so you, you have to be fiscally responsible which means you should think about all of these things and it should be part of your annual well, financial planning what that, no, no this is a good thing like you said like you print out something every year so you see how much money you spent and how much money you saved mm -hmm. i mean that basically what you told me yep i create a Statement of assets, revenues, expenses. Assets or like assets how much stuff you Yeah, have. assets and liabilities. So, you know, what real property versus what you owe against it, and then it gives you what your net worth is. So, so like some of our viewers, and they're just working. I mean, it's like paycheck to paycheck out there. It is. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're like, well... Crap, this week, man, I got enough money for a bottle of Jack. Well, but, so then you ask yourself, what do you aspire to do? You, ha you have a job that it gets you, it's a paycheck to paycheck job. What are you doing to meet goals? What goals do you have? Where do you want to be two, three years from now? Do you ask yourself that question? Because this is America. You don't have to stay in that paycheck to paycheck no. job. We mm -hmm. are lucky enough to live in a country, and actually we were, a realtor, realtor we were, talking during our closing and they were talking about 
a group of immigrants that have come to the our general area where you know they come from a caste system where they're born into that level poverty level for example and it is highly impossible near impossible to ever get out in their country in their right. country they come to the US and you know they as a family pool all of their funds and in five years they pay down a mortgage how crazy is that and you can do that in this country so again what are your goals and then you know you have to be realistic any goal has to be realistic it has to be achievable and you have to have steps plans how do you get there because if you don't know how you get there can you achieve it let me get Sorry. that let me get that straight so any goal has to be realistic it has to be achievable achievable and you have to have steps to get there yeah so any goal mm-hmm Sometimes we just need a goal like, I'm going to own a house. Mm-hmm. So there's a goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it realistic? Well, you live in America. There's mm-hmm. people selling houses all over this country. Yeah. I, Chris Livornia is selling these great manufactured homes in Texas. He'll help you out if you're out there and you want to. And he knows people all over the country. You know, it's, it's not a brick home. It's not a stone house. It's not. But it's a house. Mm-hmm. Correct. Something you own. That's it. I grew up mm-hmm. in those houses. My dad still lives in one. You got to have steps to get there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, what would you do if you're sitting there and you're working at a Burger King? You've been in the military. You've been part of something great. You've seen your friend in the military. Maybe you couldn't be in the military. You want to be somewhere. How do you get? A, what's the realistic step? The next step to go? Like, how do I get there? Who do you find? Who would you go talk to? I mean, I'm not the person to go talk to about money. Who would you go talk to? I know that I know that in general, most communities have financial planning services. That I mean, and I, don't quote me because you have to do research in your general area. That will the phone. help. Exactly. Do some that, research. That <laughs> that will help you figure out how to get from point A to point B. So there's people that do financial planning. Yeah, they they help in local community centers. I mean, it's it. You have to find out where the resources are to do that, but the, but there are lots of programs that will help you. Or so, or you need to check with your uh, state and local governments too, because they may have programs um, like um, for veterans. Uh, the state of Iowa has a program called Home Base Iowa, um, where you can get everything with help with technical training to writing resumes to you know living in a certain community you get x percent off when you go to restaurants or go to the hardware store or you get money off your property taxes or you get you know don't have to pay for your trash pickup a lot of the states across the country have programs like that iowa's is home base iowa um but that's and it, and it doesn't seem like a lot but it adds up over time if you're not having to pay twenty dollars a month for your trash pickup at your house that's $20 a month you're sticking in your savings account. Yeah. You know, if you can get help of taking your technical training from the military and getting it converted over to something that applies in the civilian world or help with a resume that can get you that job that's going to pay you more than working at Burger King, you need to take advantage of those things. And um, so well, checking with the state and local governments because... You know, since we've been at war so long, a lot of a lot of states have started to realize, hey, we need to take care of the vets 
and I want those bats to come back to our community. And that's what the governor at the time in Iowa said, hey, I want to get, I want our, I want our guys from Iowa that leave Iowa to go into the Army, you know, Marines, Air Force, whatever. I want them to come back to Iowa when they retire or they get out. Because otherwise they're going to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> where they pay no state tax or whatever. But so you, you come back, you come back, that's different states are offering programs like that. And you just need to take advantage of them. Even the local cities, like, for example, the city of Grimes for the first five years, every um, year, that we you got paid money property, off our property taxes. taxes. They actually they would write you a check for about a thousand bucks for really? five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, even in your little cities, you just have well, to And I I learned how to do it. all this stuff. You know, maybe I forgot how to turn on <laughs> the machine, but but like I, I I had used like Kate had used part of my GI Bill and there was a little bit left and I thought, well that's not enough. But I went to my local community college and they were like, Hey, it's, you got enough to take every single class we have in graphic design and multimedia. And I did it. And while I was doing it, those suckers gave me $1,500. That's how, while I was going to school, I drove around for 80,000 miles because I was getting, I was getting paid to go do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's over with now. So like now I got to play some guitar and, you know, here we go. So, but uh, I, I think it's important that, you know, like, I'm sitting beside an accountant, and like I haven't turned on fire, you know, like somebody said to me, I, if I walk into that chapel, yours chapel, and I'm going to burn up on a spot because, you know, I, and I'm sitting next to you as a, as a financial person, and I haven't turned on, I haven't burned up, we run a budget, Kate and I have a budget, I mean, I think everybody has to, and you have to think about how you want to live. You know. He makes fun of me because I have 11 years worth of our budgets. But sorry. But when you're 80 years old, and mm-hmm. and maybe you need more medicine that's that's $500 a month or $1,000 a month, or in my mom's case where she's dying of cancer, and the medicine is $25,000 a week. Now my mom was really fortunate because Dad did 29 years in the army. And Tricare and Medicare paid for all that. Wow. But there were still other expenses. Mm-hmm. There was the eating healthy. I mean, she didn't she didn't make it four years during that stuff because she just went to Burger King every day or wherever and just ate whatever. She, no, she ate all this healthy, healthy food, you know? That's expensive and stuff. Too. It is. And, and nothing wrong with Burger King, but you can't just eat that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, if you're going through cancer, you got to, like, eat this, like, super healthy food Again, you know good jazz, yeah. and it and it gave her a few more days and I'm thankful for those days but I'm also thankful that my dad and her did some financial planning mm-hmm. and they live in a trailer whoa 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 what? Uh, 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 Oliver's trying to find his Oliver's saying backwards <laughs> I love it that is awesome Folks on the vet church, when the camera just moved, I'll ever just move the camera over a little bit. Um, this is big butt. Uh-oh. Yeah, but, he's done. Okay. But uh, I, I wanted, I just, I'm thankful that you shared that a little bit. I, I know that you're a very personal person. And um, and so are you. As, as You know, I know who you are. This is not your thing. This is more my thing to go sit and just talk with whoever and, 
and, and you're doing that. You're talking with how many people we got on, a whole bunch of looked on today. We'll get two on at the moment. I can't either. But anyway, you know, it's and then probably the zero because I'm on today. Yeah, you know. Well, it's, fr- it's Friday night, you know, that's yeah. the big problem. They should be no. drinking some good glasses of wine or well, stuff. That's, they are. They're at the bar right now. <laughs> hey, can I say one, one other thing about an opportunity that I discovered when I retired? Yeah, yeah. Is through Syracuse University, um, they'll offer veterans um, training and then um, will pay for different types of certifications. Like I did the training for my project management professional certification. They paid for it, and then they paid for me to take the test the first time. It's pretty expensive. Um, and it's a $500 test. And uh, they, get, they have that for project management type stuff, uh, both the PMP and the, one, the lesser one to that. They have uh, all kinds of networking and IT type certifications you can do that with. Um, and I think there's some, even some finance, cert- financial certifications you can do through this program, uh, O2O program with uh, Syracuse uh, University. That's you can, you cool. can go sign up online and then once you get signed up and you get enrolled in your first certification class, you have a year to complete it, um, and it's advantageous to get done as fast as you can because once you're done with one certification, you can start another one. They won't pay to take the certification test for a second certification, but they'll uh, give you all the training so you're trained to take that test. Um, all So you can take as many as those as you want within a year. And this works right in with this... Have a dream, mm-hmm. get a plan, mm-hmm. and these are the steps we're talking about yep. now. You're mm-hmm. talking about like, get online. If Syracuse is doing it, what about Duke? Uh, I mean, like, what about maybe. Ohio State? What about Nebraska? What about Auburn University? Mm-hmm. I, the only way to find out is to start Googling. Yep. yep. And um, I, I love it, you know, like, None of us are stuck, unless you want to be stuck. Mm-hmm. We true. all got the same, and like, and, and you and I, I don't, I don't know about you and Kate, but you and I, we were poor. We didn't grow up with a lot of money. And I didn't necessarily join the military to make money, though. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to be able to buy Kate a house one day, but I wanted to be part of something big. I wanted to be part of something that I, I didn't understand all of it. I don't think that, you know, I look at like kind of what's going on now in the world and I can't, I can't imagine why we're in Afghanistan right now, but I'm also really realistic. We're in Afghanistan because the American people want us in Afghanistan. They've done some voting and and we're still there. And I, and to question is not what we do. You know, our motto in the BSB was always ready mm-hmm. and it wasn't always ready to moan and groan and complain it was always ready to do what we were told to do and you know it's otherwise it'll wear you out 
But if you're always ready to, to serve, and, and we did that, and it's not been bad. Like, you know, you've, you've seen me with PTSD, and we don't know why I have PTSD. And you've only been out a year, and you've already experienced a little bit of the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. You know, like, uh, Kate, you were reading that poem last night, and the guy said, you might not die in war, but war will kill you in the end. <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily that we die of suicide, which is killing a lot of our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that we die of leukemia, which, you know, Sergeant Carpenter's going through. It's not necessarily that we die of uh, the, some of the other maladies and stuff that, that happen. But it stays with us, and it'll always push us just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It'll always be there, and I'm glad I served. I'm glad I served with you. I'm glad that you were the first commander when I was a chaplain, when I moved over from the enlisted side. And like I said, you know, you, I told you earlier, it's like you know, being your chaplain was kind of like being a rock star. I was entirely empowered to care for people and to love them. And and it's still today. I mean, like this is what this is about. You know, I, I do love picking up that guitar and playing it. Oh yeah. Fun. Well that's that's a definite benefit. Oh it is. But the idea is it's it's like Dave Glassman from uh, the guy that runs that A Hero thing I'm doing next week, the colonel said to me. He said, most, most people that play music want to be rock stars, Matt. They're not really like just wanting to care for people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he worded it exactly, but it was something along those lines. And I realized that maybe just even me pl- playing music was just caring for me, you know? And I'm glad that you do, I'm glad that you did this. I'm glad that you got online with us today. I know it's, you know, scary. Scared to me, you know, like I'm probably gonna have to get throw up after this. No, <laughs> like just be like, oh, I can't oh, just like the stress. No, come no, on, no, you no, do this no. stuff all the time. This is old hat for you, but uh, you know, it's you, you know, Liz and I support what you're doing, mm-hmm. and we and we have from the beginning, uh, and I have from day one when you reported to the, the battalion and played some white stripes, sang some white stripes at the oh, the, the first bub meeting there, <laughs> cracking out the can't be a pimp and prostitute too um, line from, what's that, what song, what's this white stripe strong? That Jack White, I don't know. What is the song that's, is that song called? Oh, Icky Thump or yeah, whatever. Icky, Icky Thump. thump. Yeah. And uh, cracked open, you know, I knew, I knew you were what I needed in a chaplain. Um, uh, to take care of the battalion, and uh, you know, you got that calling. You know, you told me the story of you and Kate being in the the division chaplain's office to get your paperwork signed to go to chaplain candidacy, and and uh, he basically Walsh. told you to stand in the corner while you asked Kate a question about whether or not she supported you. And well, here you are today doing doing the same thing, continuing to serve uh, and serve the vets and still serve the, the soldiers at 201st BSB. So uh, we, we uh, love you, Matt and Kate, and uh, really appreciate Kate what you're Martin. doing. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> we love y'all too. And you said there was 800 of us? Yeah. yeah. Out all 800 of y'all, I want to interview every one of you. I, because it's like I told you. I think that if somebody had been doing this kind of unedited, just let it roll from the Civil War, we might have thought twice about some things along the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe just how we're doing business at home. Maybe how we're loving one another's people. Maybe how we're caring for our neighbor. You want to change the world? I don't know if you can, but you can change the world around you. Like, I, whoever, who would have known that like 3,000 people would be in Vet State or Vet Church? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that might turn into 200 tomorrow, but, but like, I can't no, believe that people not. watch this stuff. Because it's all real. There's no editing. I mean, I'm not editing this crap. I'm taking the this and I'm sticking it in there and I'm letting it go. And I'm, I'm not acting like I'm better than I am. I, you know, like the whole mess up with my... I forget to turn on the button. Well, you know, it's like... Is it on now? Yeah, it's been on. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, you, you buy all the mics. You do all this stuff. You, you convince your wife that it's okay to spend the money and, like, leave her job and rent the house. And you forget to turn on the record button I'm, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah but that's a benefit of all the training you got oh I know well, to my, be able I to use do my this. GI Bill to do that yeah that 80,000 miles no secret they give you money I've got a doctorate degree they won't let me pay off my student loans $60,000 thank you but but I could have the money to go back to school for learning something else and, and if I could, if you have a GI Bill, I walked into that guy's thing and I said, I don't want to take a test. I don't need a test. I don't care what you think about what I do. I just want to learn something. And he's like, well, I can teach you how to use a camera, how to make a movie, how to fix a picture. And there's no test. It's just you got to do these projects. I said, oh, okay. That doesn't sound scary at all. Mm-mm. I said, I'm not, I'm colorblind. How do I do that? He's like, we'll work with you. And there's, there's teachers out there like that. That was Ben Gillum, best, but one of the best teachers I ever had. And he, he used my JBL money. Hey, you know. So, it's, you're right. People can go do things. You know. So hey, thank you all for being with us. Anything you want to say? Thank you for doing this, Matt. You're welcome, Liz. Uh, no, not nothing else. Uh, just, I'm glad that uh, you and Kate got to come here and you got to do your interview finally. And now I'm, I'm all done. <laughs> You're done. Did, didn't you feel the relief a little bit? Oh, I, I mean, so. like, no, I mean, but it, there is. I mean, like even as many of these as I've done and many of them I plan to do. You, know, you asked me last night. You said you like this. Mm-hmm. I love it. I want to do two or three hundred more of them. And now, yeah, you put a new goal up there. There's 800 of us. Yep. Now, some of us ain't alive anymore. We will honor them mm-hmm. until the day we die. And part of the way we're going to honor them is live our lives as passionately as we can with mm-hmm. as much love and care as we can possibly muster. But now I know that there's more people out there to interview. Yep. And, and I'm interviewing already a bunch of people that aren't in the BSB. And I think that the families, the friends, that's all part of the idea of what we went through, mm-hmm. which you highlighted a little bit for us today, Liz. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. So anyway, hey, Vet Church, continue to uh, question. I say question everything, at least once. 
Use your minds, think, have fun, and love one another. Care for each other. All right. Talk to you all later. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.